This week on an apotheosis of a bombast, episode 22. Look out! Look out! Get down! Get down! No! Watch out! No! Elton! No! No! Oh, Elton! everyone to episode 22 of an apotheosis of a bombast once again i'm scott copperman and with me as always is our friend from across the atlantic elton mcmanus welcome people welcome to our house that's right it's now one of two homes we have the big news is out there's the apotheosis of a bombast podcast and for those of you who are fans of the sky one an abc television show lost we now offer you double the elton and scott listening pleasure with a new podcast oh woohoo yep it's called rethinking lost and you can check that out at rethinkinglost.podbean.com so we hope you liked it and you're a fan of the show definitely check it out but back to the matter at hand we are rapidly approaching our half birthday as some of the other shows have been calling it so we're looking for <laughs> suggestions and ideas about that uh we appreciate the great feedback we've gotten on the conspiracy part one and part two episodes and uh the plan today is to go back to our usual format some news some links and we'll have a special conversation with with a guest but we'll leave that as a tease until he shows up in a little bit oh no you gave it away it's a he it could be a she could be could be a she dressed as a he. <laughs> transvestite. No, in this he, it could be. <laughs> it could be an it. But uh, let's see. Well, we've been kind of busy with the various podcasts and the editing and such, but uh, have you had a chance to get out at all, Elton? Yeah. I, I saw, I took my little boy to see Transformers 2. Uh, luckily enough, we got in. It's rated a 12A, but as I know now, you're allowed to take any kids along as long as they're with an adult mm-hmm. and... Um, what to say about this without going too far into it? <laughs> well, did you like it? I prefer the first one. Okay. Let's put it like that. The first one was, I thought it was brilliant because I was expecting a load of old Tosh yeah. with the first one and I was not completely overwhelmed, but I was pleasantly surprised on how much great stuff we got in that first one. Second one was a rehash of the first one, but with lame elements thrown in. And a lot of the good elements taken out. I haven't seen it yet, but I have heard it called by more than one source the worst sequel ever. That it will make yeah. a ton of money, you know, and it's it's projected to be well over four hundred million. Really, yes, which puts it in the category with some great great films. But uh, that same article also said it was quite possibly the worst sequel ever. I'd go along with that. <laughs> The first one was brilliant, and I wish I'd seen that in the the cinema. 
but there's just so many elements to this that just ruin it. Yeah. Absolutely, stonkingly ruin it. And it's such a shame. The first one... But I'm, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a third one as well. Yeah, I've heard that too. Well, it's just it's a money-making machine. But the first one yeah. is the first movie my son and I went to, like, the midnight showing to try to go and see. Or, the, you know, they released it the night before. Yeah. And we actually went to one theater and it was sold out so then we tried to go to another theater and they weren't showing it and we got back in time to get in the third theater and I, I liked the first movie and my son loved it he was all excited to see the second one but it's funny here for all the blitz of marketing that goes on with these movies sometimes it's a ton a ton and it just fades away instantly and that's kind of what's happened yeah. now with Transformers it's, it's tough to catch a Transformer commercial now yeah, they all seem to have died off already. Yeah. I think it was the week leading up to the release, and they ploughed us with it. And my little boy was, oh, I want to go see that, and I want to see that. And, oh, look, Transformers. Yeah. And we got the first one on DVD here, and so that's been on a couple of times already. And to be honest, I, we actually sat down and watched it after we'd seen Transformers 2, and it's just so much better. Yeah. It's so much better. Now, does your son like the toys? The uh... Not... Not much. I think we spoke about this before about uh, toys, yeah. but they're just breakable and bendable and a bit of rubbish. Well, that's like with the Star Trek movie and even the Transformers movie, the toys that they're making for these this round of movies, they're just they're not yeah. kid friendly. Like and like you said, we talked about it before, and, and my son does like the the older toys a little bit, the the real primitive ones, the GoBots and stuff. But yeah, like he he saw Star Trek, he liked it. But he plays with his lightsaber and his stormtrooper blasters and all. He has no interest in the Star Trek phasers just because they don't look fun. Yeah, do, you th- do you think they're making these toys f- more for the collector now? I think so. I think that's a mistake too. I, I think that's a huge mistake only because there's so many more people collecting stuff. So it's not going to be worth that much because right. there's going to be so much more around. See, if you go down the market and you happen to chance upon a stormtrooper in a box, it's going to be... Not not mega mega bucks, but it's gonna be worth a, a nice little penny, isn't mm-hmm. it? But if, if you go and find the the brand new um, like Luke Skywalker in a box, Wait, or the reissue, or rip- the fiftieth anniversary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his rippling muscles like He-Man, yeah. where he, he's clearly not. He's just a little farm boy mm-hmm. with bendy arms, and you know, there's gonna be so many more people collecting them, and they're no no that's rubbish. That's the guff stuff. That's all the stuff from. Oh, yeah. you know, after the prequels, like you said, no one was no one was buying that and <laughs> collecting them. It was more maybe you played with it a little bit. You were lucky to have your mom or grandma take good care of it. You never drew on it with a marker, and now it's worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. When Transformers One came out, they had a couple toys that were aimed more at kids, and you had the Star Wars Transformers. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, I've seen them. Yet. Yeah, yeah. My son got kind of into those. It was kind of cool, but then. It just blew up. There were too many. They were too complicated. Mm. Even they have the Transformer potato heads, and uh, and um, they have a Darth Vader one, all that kind of stuff. There, there is tons of stuff out there, though, isn't there? Or of that kind, anyway. Um, do you get like collectors' cards and stuff like that for like um, basketball or baseball or stuff like that that you actually collect? He collects Pokemon cards. Right. Okay. Because my boy went through, um, uh, not this season, just gone last season, it was Premiership football. And in, and I'm going to sound really old now, 
But in the olden days, you used to get a sticker book and you used to have to collect, let's say, 250 stickers. Mm -hmm. And they all used to be numbered, and that was it. You'd stick your stickers in, you'd work your way through, you'd do your swaps with your mates. And then once you finish your book, you hold your hands up and go, woohoo, all completed. Yeah. And then you just chuck away all your swaps to all your mates who need them. Nowadays, they have these uh, premiership cards where you have a folder and you collect all your, uh, your football team, you get it all together, and I think you have uh, 18 pouches for the team, which it should be enough. Mm -hmm. And by a mid-season, you should be looking to start filling the whole book up. But then, uh, come Christmas time, you have a transfer window. And then they bring a whole new set of uh, cards out for the transfers okay. that you, you know, between teams and teams, uh, players that have gone abroad or come into this country. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go buy another folder for that. And it's just not quite the same where you have a set amount and it's, it's finite. And that's what you have to collect. You can, you can see your goal. Yeah. And with these cards, they're such a pain in the butt. You know, we've stopped collecting them now because they're just ripping money out of us left, right, and center. Yeah. And now he's got into... Have you ever heard of Go-Go's? No. Or do you get Go-Go's? They're tiny little... Probably going to offend people, but they're like anime characters. Mm -hmm. a, a little bit like Pokemon. Right. And you can get shiny ones. You can get... Um, that. There seems to be four or five basic shapes, but they're all painted differently. Mm-hmm. And yet three or four in a pack with a sticker and he's collecting these now and they're a pound ago and he's just going mad over them but I don't understand I don't even know if there's a game for them or not normally when you collect figures there might be a board game yeah. that, that you can play with but it just seems to you know, put them on your windowsill <laughs> and collect as many as you can and when you run out of windowsill and get your dad to put some gels up for them and I, I I don't get them. It's hurting my brain a little bit because I just don't get them. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. understand. I'm not familiar with those. The, there's a thing kind of like that. This Bakugan stuff has taken over here. And they're little uh, like marbles that you roll and out pops a little fighting warrior. It's supposed to be something that's, that's like Pokemon and Digimon and these things with the card games. Yeah. They've been kind of slow. They're making a video game coming out this Christmas. I'm sure that'll help it take off. But the Pokemon cards Jay collects just to keep them. Like, he'll he'll come trade with people. Yeah. And that was a big deal, too, to teach him, like, what was a fair trade and what was someone taking advantage of you. Yeah, you always get the, the sassy kid who knows how to you know, wangle a deal yeah. out of some other kid. And yeah, Jake has been stung by that a couple of times. Yeah, Jay, for the first couple months, like, couldn't make a trade without me letting him, or we had a page of cards that he could trade no matter what. Yeah. Anything more than two of the same card went into the trading pile, and he could do whatever he wanted with those without checking yeah. first. But I don't know. It's, it is expensive. And even that, I was talking to uh, Jay's godfather about Pokemon cards and all, because his kids are about five or six years older. And he said, oh, we have tons of stuff in the basement from, like, the first series, first edition. He doesn't know what he's going to do with it. Half his mind wants to keep them pristine now that his kids are, like, 13, 14, maybe a little old for it. Just mm -hmm. put them away until the kids are, like, 30 or 40. and, and Keep them for nostalgia. Yeah, maybe it'll be worth something because at that point enough people will have neglected them or not taken care of them well. Yeah. And then the other half, he says, you know, 
if they want to break them out and just play with them, and they didn't buy them as an investment, they bought them as toys, and he, he just tries to keep yeah. reminding himself of that. He doesn't want to see the kids abuse them, but at the same time, it's you know they were bought to be played with. Mm-hmm. So like I have a Millennium Falcon from the the original Star Wars sets of the seventies, and <gasps> I had one of them. I let Jay play with it because the bottom line is it, it was bought as a toy. The fact that it's still around thirty years later is a bonus. But I should probably take better care of it because if a new Star Wars movie comes out or something, maybe his kids and my grandkids will want to play with it. In fact, I heard there's a live-action TV show uh, getting made soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, actually. I, well, I look forward to anything that's Star yeah. Wars, though. I, I don't know how that's going to pan out, though. It could be pants. Yeah. Or it could be utterly brilliant. I'm not too sure, but I'm looking forward to that. But I remember the days where... Like, uh, the Millennium Falcon was huge. It was a big toy, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Same as the Atat as yeah. well. But they were really well built, and you could knock them around a little bit. Yeah. And still get years and years of play out. And I miss having the big, big toys like that. I'm glad you know Jacob doesn't pine after them just mm-hmm. yet. Otherwise, we'd have no room for. Even with um the GI Joes or Action Force, you used to be able to get the F14 Tomcat, and that was yeah. huge as well. Yeah. That was brilliant, and. That was well built, and you could knock it around, and you could drop it down the stairs and pick it up, and you know, carry on playing yeah, with it. Exactly. While I was at Transformers, um, when you actually go to the cinema, how how long do the adverts run for before you actually get the film? How many minutes? Yeah. Probably up to 15. Yeah, we probably get around about the same 15, 20 odd. It feels like an hour, though, doesn't it, sometimes? Mm-hmm. But um, they had a really bizarre advert for a teeth whitener. Jeez. It was... Really weird. Now, what would you expect from a, te- a tooth whitener? Uh, you mean, how would I expect it to work? Well, well, would you expect it to be like a toothpaste or... Um, I see a lot of those, uh, like, cups that you kind of... They look like dentures almost. You you push it up like a retainer up against your teeth. Sleep overnight with them on. Yeah. Or strips they have. That's what I'd expect, but... Well, let me just send this. All right. Pearl drops. Yeah, this is from the, the Pearl Drops website now. I think I have seen this. It's like white out. You kind of Yeah, paint you, you can teeth. paint your teeth. How crazy is that? Sorry to anyone who paints their teeth. <laughs> but I'm sure the people at the Tipex factory turned around and said, okay, everyone's going to computers and palm devices. What are we going to do with all these bucket loads of Tipex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. We'll sell it to the teeth people. Yeah. And you're basically Tipex in your teeth to make them white. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. And I was just sitting down at the cinema and watching these people paint their teeth white. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, and they showed the teasers for G.I. Joe when I was there. I know. That movie doesn't look like it's something I want to see. <laughs> no, it it looks guff, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks terrible. I might go see it just for a giggle, but <laughs> no, it looks dire. Yeah. Um, the Baroness looks nice. Yeah. And that's around about it. They're wearing suits and running around and jumping around, and it just looks a bit silly. It's not like how it should be. Well, I'm really disappointed in G.I. Joe already. Mm-hmm. It just looks pony beyond belief. It goes back to the same thing I always say, where I don't know why they can't just come up with a, a blend between G.I. Joe and the Impossible Mission Force and make their own version. Why does it have to be Flint and Lady J and... The Baroness and even mm. the Cobra Commander. I've seen all these pictures from Comic Cons and G4 TV has 
these guys in these awesome Cobra Commander costumes from the TV show. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know if it was on the forums or, it was on Twitter. I, I put on Twitter a link to the Cobra Commander doll. Yeah, that looks rubbish, doesn't yeah. it? I, I thought the Cobra Commander from the cartoons was, like, iconic. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shame. They should have gone a bit darker and maybe make something like that, a, a 15 or... Just try and make it a little bit darker, a bit sexier, and yeah. instead of looking for toys and stuff like that. Well, and all the toys for it are going to be marketed at collectors. Yeah. So I don't know. Shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. I can't, can't remember who makes it, but shame on you again. I'm wagging my finger. All right, well, let's bring in our special guest, which is Boz, or Lee, from the Here Goes Nothing podcast. Uh, let me see if I can ring him up here. A ring... A ring. <laughs> a ring. Hello? Sorry, I was supposed to pretend I wasn't already here. Oh, it's okay. I'll let it out. <laughs> you laughed over the ring. <laughs> Sorry. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm chopping spuds. Oh. This Skype on the iPhone thing is brilliant. I can multitask. Oh, you're on the iPhone now, are you? Yeah. Awesome. See, most men can't do two things at once, but there we are. I'm bucking the trend. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, we'll see how dinner turns out. Oh, it's an easy one. Oh, okay. That's good. If we hear a splosh, we know that you've dropped your uh, phone into your gump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted to bring you on today because it's, it's been long overdue, and I have to apologize because we didn't realize we could have done this long, long ago. Um, we All along, we could have been doing conference calls. We finally figured that out about five episodes ago. Oh, see. <laughs> but uh, Elton obviously had called you out once before regarding Guitar Hero, or I think you called him out. So we want to <laughs> go a little farther with that. And um, Elton's been dying to talk about the Transformers movie, but I haven't seen Transformer 2 yet. So oh, bless. Uh, yeah. we, we recorded last night for our show this week, and I actually I tried to dial back the Transformers 2 chat because I said I'm, I'm going to be talking about that elsewhere as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> That's fine. Well, um, might as well jump in straight on that then, I suppose. Uh, you was a fan of it, wasn't you? Yes. I was uh, I, I was excited about Transformers the movie from the point at which they... I think it was the Citroen advert where the car got up and danced. Yes, that was wicked, <laughs> yeah. And then when I saw that, I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. And that, you will watch it now and it just looks awful. Um, but I thought, wow, if they can do that, then they can do a movie and it can be awesome. So... I don't know how many years before the film came out that was, but I was excited at that point. Have you yeah, ever? No, s- oh, sorry. No, go on. Have you ever seen the uh, YouTube video where it's like a an iMac versus a regular PC laptop, and they transform yeah. and they beat the crap out of each other? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm amazed by that. I mean, I don't know if that's a, a film student who did it or someone who worked on the show, who just or worked on the movie who had a lot of free time and all. But I, that's amazing. That's like movie quality to me there. Yeah, uh, I think it's um, anybody proficient in apple shakes should be able to produce something along those lines. But that that was done with quite a, an amazing amount of polish, really. Yeah, yeah. So it's something I want to learn one day, but <laughs> I don't have the time. When you, when you grow up, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Was there anything that you did like or didn't like in the film then? Um, are we doing the second one now then? <laughs> yeah, because well, the yeah. first first one I thought was awesome. I, I think the there were low expectations for it from my point of view, and it came out brilliant. Mm. And I, I think my expectations were knocked a little bit higher. Plus, I had a five-year-old kid, you know, <laughs> jumping on my pocket, wanting to get in there. 
I think the difference is I don't have, I just have, as you can hear in the background, noisy dogs, not kids. So I, I am the five-year-old kid in this house. And I'm like, can we go see Transformers? Can we go see Transformers? <laughs> so, this is why I don't record at home normally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'll tell you a couple of things that I didn't like about this one, yeah? Because I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I was really disappointed with it. Uh, yeah. Why was Mater in the film i didn't understand that you know uh have you ever seen cars by pixar yeah yeah i thought he was in it yeah but you know the uh the two little twin cars they're really annoying and he was talking like mate and driving around like mate i know it's supposed to be there for comic relief but i thought that was rubbish there's no need for them i didn't think yeah i I think that there are there are things i could um um, to use your expression, Scott, call them out on um, yeah. because they, there, there are several things they could have done without, but I don't think it was enough to actually ruin the film for me. But they were a source of uh, mild aggravation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think they, a lot of the film was too comedically over the top. Um, I think the parents were overdone this time, mm-hmm. whereas they got the balance about right last time. Uh, yeah. It, it, I know he's, he likes to strike the balance between action and humour, but I think he got in a little bit wrong this time. Yeah. Um, but being sort of so sold out on the actual uh, the toys and the creatures and looking for who's who, I mean, I thought Ravage was awesome. <laughs> what one um, was that? I, I lost total. There was so many bits of metal flying around on that screen. <laughs> I lost total uh, control of what was going on. Basically, it starts with Soundwave who's basically the satellite, the one up in space. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was wicked. Yeah, because oh, Soundwave, when I saw how oh, brilliant! Because <laughs> I thought, they're not going to have... I mean, they had the one that transformed into a stereo in the first film. Um, and I'm like, oh, please don't let that be Soundwave. But it wasn't. It was just an annoying grunt robot to the side sort of thing. Mm. <clears throat> um, and then when I saw him in this one, I thought, that's a brilliant way of doing it, because he was in charge of communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so having him as a satellite was an awesome touch because you couldn't have him transform into a stereo, could you? No, <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. Um, but what used to happen in the sort of comics and the cartoons and everything was Soundwave because he was a stereo. He had a cassette deck in his chest, and that would open up, and cassettes would come out and transform into smaller robots. Mm-hmm. And he had, I think, his laser beak, which was like a bird, and Ravage, which was a, a panther or a some kind of feline creature. Yeah. And uh, basically he sort of fires this ball down to that secure location, and that was Ravage. So um, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I I did like Ravage in there. I liked the way that he counterattacked. He he let his little fellow go into the the high security place, nick yeah. the piece of uh, the cube, I think it was, wasn't it? And then yeah. he was counterattacking from further back, and I thought that was a, mm. a nice touch. It was like a really real military uh, position. It was. <laughs> and and that, I think that's part of, that's beification for you, isn't it, really? He loves his... One thing I like about the movies, uh, as opposed to the TV show, is how they kind of keep mass consistent. Like, in the TV show, you had Megatron go down to a pistol, you had mm. Soundwave go down to a boombox, and in the movie, at least, the robots are the right size for what they transform into. I can see the connection between transformed and robot version where sometimes yeah. in the cartoon it was like, what, it was as tall as a building before, and now it's in his hand. It, <laughs> yeah. I did like the way the, um, there was a huge robot at the end, and it was climbing up the pyramid. 
and I like the way it was using grappling hooks to try and work its way up there. But I didn't like the way they showed his balls. <laughs> I, I couldn't see the point in showing robot balls there. <laughs> it did make me chuckle. <laughs> they were clanging around, and the guy was yeah, they were just big bangs. And the guy looked up and he saw these two huge metal balls clanging around. Yeah, well, I mean, they're made from construction equipment or demolition equipment. Um, yeah. So a couple of wrecking balls. I thought it was an interesting touch. <laughs> so, um, but no, that was one of the bits I got most excited about because I've heard rumours about that robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they when they sort of stop running and they're standing in this quarry surrounded by construction equipment, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that really yeah, the, all, all the sad names from the comics and whatever, they were the Constructicons, you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know where they go, but um, yeah, that was that was a cool moment. I like what they did with the whole, um, you know, way he sucks debris through and sort of fires it out the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was an invention for the film. Well, Elton liked the first one better. Did you like the first one better or this one better? Um, as a as a complete package, the first one is a better film mm-hmm. um, because they, they get the mix between... Action, bringing it to a wider audience, keeping the fans happy, um, a good level of humour. You know, it's it, it's just an all-round good mix. Whereas this time, I think the balance was off, like we said. So, I was uh, disappointed in uh, Megan Fox in this one as well. I, what? I, yeah, I, I didn't think she looked hot at all. Maybe maybe it's me getting old. <laughs> I, I think you need to, like, the... to the opticians. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, the the first film. When he first picks her up, she looks all right. But by the end of the film, when she's a grease monkey, she looks wicked. Absolutely mm. stunning. Yeah. At, the, at this one, she's all uh, ready for being papped. And it just didn't look right. And her lips, I think if you moistened her lips with something, I'll let your minds think of what you could moisten them with. But if you moistened her lips, you could just stick it to a window like the old Garfields yeah. that you could get. <laughs> In the back, that was one of my first thoughts when I saw her. That first shot, you're just like, "Have you had collagen injections in your lips?" <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like two mackerels on her face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wasn't a big fan of her. I was really disappointed. I liked all like the the shots of her getting out of her clothes and hey, that's all right. <laughs> but no, she she wasn't looking at all nice. Mm. I didn't think I'm gonna get beaten up now. I know it. Gonna get lynched. <laughs> is is Transformers two on the slate in the next? Here goes nothing. It is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did a um, we, we had a bit of a chat about it last night. All right. Try to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> well, we'll leave some of it then for people to go and check out on your podcast, and that's at uh, here goes nothing dot Um, so there's that, and then you have the the audio boo things that you put out too. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how you get to those. <laughs> I, I only know about them from Twitter, but is that basically... That's where yeah, the links it, are, basically, right? There is an audio boost site. Um, uh, basically, what you do is you record them on your phone, and then you just publish them from the phone. Okay. Um, and they do give you um, like a web address um, where people can sort of link to it if they haven't got an iPhone or whatever. Um, well, they can check out the uh, Cart Bosman Twitter feed or Here Goes Nothing feed right and they're on there usually yeah. yeah it doesn't actually seem to give you a an address for the audio booth thing so yeah you, you go on twitter and you'll see them when i post them and then you can sort of link back to all the ones that were already there so they usually just when i'm bored driving <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I've noticed most of them are while you're driving. You can hear the motorway in the background. And they, <laughs> yeah. they give your position as well, and you're normally on a blue motorway every time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Always be careful with that, because if you do one from home, it tells everyone where you live. <laughs> uh, well, then I guess we got to move on to uh, the the Guitar Hero thing. Elton didn't care for the game, if I remember right. No, I'm, I'm, I've played him. I find him so difficult, though. I went around a, a friend's house a couple of weeks ago and had a go of it, and they're five- and six-year-olds. They can just rinse the songs off easy-peasy. Mm. And I had a go, and I was oh, I got halfway through Welcome to the Jungle. I was like, yeah, look at me rocking. <laughs> but then I, I failed completely, and everyone booed me off. And <laughs> Have you ever been to like HMV or Virgin or anyone like that, and you've seen the, the store attendants actually playing the games? and. Um, yeah, from a distance. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen them, and they're just hypnotised by the TV. Mouth open wide, drool coming out of their mouth, and they're yellow, yellow, green, green, mm. yellow, green. Damn, I missed it, and there's a drummer just playing away. And he, None of them look like they're really enjoying it. I'm sure they're really enjoying it in their head, but mm. there's no movement or anything like that, and that's what I wanted to call it out on. It's just, oh, okay, if you're in it and you're playing it, okay, fine. To watch people play it, then it's it's not funny. There's a great South Park episode where they, they make fun of the Guitar Hero players. I took your advice on that, and I went promptly and watched it, Did and you? it was hilarious. Yeah, it I thought it was brilliant. Um, the way they likened eight-year-olds to being actual band members, yep. you know, yep. who's out on drugs sort of thing. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh. But that's probably where I, I differ from most Guitar Hero users. I'll get to a level I'm comfortable with. I do not play it on hard. I won't even look at expert. But I will play it on medium because I can get to the end of a song on medium. Mm -hmm. And I can enjoy it, which is the main thing. And yeah. I do get into it. Like, I shut all the blinds and then I'm <laughs> <laughs> bouncing around the living room, rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> do you do the I, Pete Townsend around your front room? Yeah, absolutely. I go mad, but only when there's no one else here. <laughs> no. It's like I always say, when I'm, when I'm singing along to my music, I'm the best singer. In my van. There you go. <laughs> so, have you played... Know, keep... Do you know how to play guitar? Have you played the real instrument before? I have, and I had um, I had some lessons from one of the most proficient guitarists you're ever likely to hear, really. I actually I mentioned him on our show last week. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get hold of him to get him on the show because he lives in Vegas now, oh, wow. um, and he's an instrumental guitarist, So, which is a difficult side of guitar to get into because your melodies have to be so strong and so engaging mm -hmm. that people aren't craving lyrics in a singer basically yeah yeah and he's very good at writing melodic guitar and he gave me about 10 lessons and i could just see how frustrated he was getting because and i was practicing in between <laughs> well, i just sucked i just didn't have the, the coordination for it um so i was saying i'm a frustrated musician because i love music i can understand music i can arrange it i can mix it i can i can hear it in my head i just can't make it come out of anything so mm -hmm. guitar mm. hero for me was a godsend <laughs> so i always figured what was giving elton trouble was that you know he's looking for the strings to pluck and and the, it just had to feel different because you mm. were in an actual band right elton for yeah yeah for i've been in a couple of bands now so but... i figured it was almost like um like a piano player sitting down and playing with a toy piano would be frustrated because it just doesn't feel right it's too plinky and the size isn't right and this you know you you have expectations but boz just blew that away it's just you <laughs> yeah I, no, I i i taught myself so 
I, I can play. I can get away with playing, and I, I can play a few solos here, there, and everywhere. So I, I know my way up and down the fretboard roughly. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, yeah, I'm not good enough to be in a band anymore now. I don't think. <laughs> we don't want to keep you too long. I had one other question for for both of you, really, actually. With uh, I just the other day found out my parents had bought um, a Wii system, and they were talking about what games to get, and mm. yeah, we have one here as well. I went on eBay and just by chance had a chance to get Guitar Hero, the guitar version. There was like a minute left in the auction. It was a real low price, so I went ahead and bought it. But then I realized there's yeah. there's all different versions. There's, I guess, a complete band version, and have you done the ones that have other, other no, instruments? No, I've got, I started with, I got the guitar with Guitar Hero 3, um, which is obviously just the guitar game. Um, then they brought out Guitar Hero World Tour, which is basically the Wii version <laughs> of Rock Band. So, if you got the whole set, you got drums and a microphone as well. Um, I just went for the game, basically, because I already had the guitar, because I just wanted yeah. more songs can to you, play. <laughs> can you add other instruments, no matter what version you have, or do you have to have the complete band software? You, you have, yeah, this is software okay. dependent, so you do need the full. You, know, you need World hmm. Tour, basically. Um, or I think uh, you can buy, which I was also very excited about, which some people <laughs> may have heard, <laughs> it's when they released um, Guitar Hero Metallica as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, I heard you yeah, talking about that. that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the full band version. I haven't got it yet, and I'm chomping at the bit <laughs> to get hold of it. <laughs> well, that might be the route we have to go. Um, we have to record Elton one day playing something, and then you playing something on your version, and we'll, we'll have people vote. Yeah, yeah. we'll video it. <laughs> yeah, one thing I did want to say, um, I listened to your um, second conspiracy yes. show today. I thought I had it fresh in my mind, you <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. It's very good. Um, well, I loved... Um, well, I, I wrote a little note on my iPhone, so I'd remember, and I, I just wrote, Honest Elton. <laughs> I just love the fact that you said, on the show, to the interwebs, to the world, the only reason people put in energy-saving light bulbs and recycle <laughs> and all this kind of thing is because it's cheaper. It's so true. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> That's the reason why I've got them in. It's saving me money. Yeah, exactly. Some people will look at that and frown upon it and be like, "Oh no, no, you got to be green and you got to you know, look after the planet." Yes, you got to look after the planet. But at the moment, my bills are a little bit cheaper, just a wee <laughs> bit cheaper, but they're cheaper. Exactly suits me. <laughs> so it's the same with anything: wind turbines, solar panels. It all comes off your main energy bill. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just like the honesty, and I wanted to wanted to say so. <laughs> uh, cheers, man. I, yes. I was surprised by the whole Ringo Starr thing. I was shocked. I thought Elton was kind of making it up or had misunderstood, but then I went online and, and found the YouTube clip where he does just basically say, screw you to the fans. Yeah. I'm a twat. No, that's right. Oh, sorry. So go ahead. <laughs> I was shocked. You know, and he, it was just so blunt. Like, Yeah, you know, don't send me anything else. If it's postmarked after this date, I'm not touching it. I'm not returning it. Peace and love. <laughs> a miserable, cantankerous old git who doesn't have to work another day in his life but is no longer willing to be grateful to his public for that. So Yeah. But he did that, and then he was. he stuck his name on um, adverts. He's all over the adverts at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, saying, don't call me Ringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy fool. I, 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 oh. Give him with hand, one hand and take him with another. I, I, I see that as. Well, I, I think all, that little clip on the advert just shows him as a miserable <laughs> sod that he is, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him on uh, Jonathan Ross, and he, he wasn't very entertaining on there. He was 
quite dull and bland, to be honest. Yeah. I love the concept of Paul McCartney's dead. That cracked me up. That oh, really? I've never heard wow. that before. And that he's actually an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> you could say that about anybody, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're supposed to hear these subliminal things playing records back. Like, who plays records backwards? Whoever does that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Never been able to do that. I always it always sounds speeded up and then slowed down and then speeds up and slows down. I can't never been <laughs> yeah. able to do it as a kid. You know, the the only time I've ever actually tried something like that was um Ugly Kid Joe on I think their first E P or no, it might have been the um the main album actually. There's a track and it starts off with this kind of voice and it's quite mm. creepy. And yeah. uh, when I first got it, I thought, ah, brilliant. And I put it on my high-speed dubbing on my tape deck and sped it up on the high-speed dubbing so I could hear oh. what it said. And it was something like, I am looking for you, oh, cool. come into the light. <laughs> and it was as creepy as it sounded, slow. Like, <laughs> high-speed dubbing. That, I haven't heard that for ages. I'll give you another one you haven't heard. Auto-reverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. <laughs> wow. The only thing that I had done like I, that... When we first got a computer, my wife and I did, took the little microphone that came with it and the basic sound editing software. We recorded ourselves making just an answering machine message. Um, but it was like to my parents, it was like, hello, mom and dad, it's Scott and Marianne. We just called to say hi. We played it backwards, then tried to replicate what we heard. So, like, you recorded that, played that backwards, and it was the creepiest sounding, like, hello, mom and dad, it's Scott. I think I saw the sound <laughs> file, I'll have to put it on if I can find it. And then we just, like, called and left that message. And... Hello, mom and dad, it's Scott. I just called to say hi. Hi. Call us back. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the only time I did that. And I thought, I'll have to do this all the time. And of course, never, never went back to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things I wish I'd thought of. It was cool. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you too long because we're actually uh, taking at least a half hour of your time here. Although in, in terms of editing, it'll seem like 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's right. It's been a pleasure, sir. All right. Well, we'd like to have you on again, though, and uh, we'll find a good time. Yeah, no problem. No, um, thank you very much for joining in, mate. Um, yeah, I'll also send you something for your Bos narrator as well, if you don't cool. mind. No problem. Uh, what what sort of stuff are you uh, collecting for that? Anything. Anything someone's yeah. created that they just... I mean, <laughs> it's not necessarily for the likes of you, because you've got the means to put it out there yourself if you want to, but it's just a, just a platform for different stuff, really. So short stories or... I even said, you know, if someone's written lyrics for a song but they don't have a tune, I'm not offering to sing it, but, you know, I'll try and read it in a in a way that sort of, I don't know, gets the message across. Yeah, dramatic <laughs> reading, yep. All right, then yeah, I'll so. have a dig around and I'll, I'll try and find something for you then. Yeah, it could be a story you wrote when you were like six in school. <laughs> <laughs> Anything like that. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to that. I mean, I'm going to do a few more chapters from a book I'm writing, and that's going to be like every couple of three episodes sort of thing. Um, and I'm getting to the bit where I'm going to have to start doing voices and impersonations and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I record that when there's no one else in the house. <laughs> yeah, right. 
in, in with your head, head in a cupboard as well, just so the neighbours don't hear you doing it as well, going, Victor, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and wine bottle corks in the dog's ears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we let him go then? Yep, I think we'll let you go for now. We'll, we'll definitely ring you up again. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, mate. All right, have fun. Lovely. Cheers, mate. Bye. So, well, that was a good conversation and uh, kind of fills up our show, but I did want to throw in one more thing. We've already done a little bit of news, a little bit of what's been going on. Um, It's been a while since I've shared a link with you, and someone sent me a link to a page called Listverse, which actually has a lot of cool top ten lists in it. Um, But the one that stood out was or the one that was sent to me, was this 10 fascinating last pictures taken. And we'll put that in the show notes, as usual. It's pretty cool. There's some some pictures of some historical figures. Last photograph taken of Albert Einstein. Last photograph taken of Marilyn Monroe. And they give a little context of when the picture was taken and maybe mm-hmm. some, some things that were going on at the time. There were a couple that stood out, especially. There's uh, the last photograph taken of Princess Diana which it's actually it's pretty tragic. It's number five on the list. And you can see that Trevor Reese Jones trying to like look out from underneath the sun visor. Yeah. The driver. It doesn't look like he's got his seatbelt on there, though, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, you gave him credit in the last one. We might have to append our... Conspiracy! Uh... <gasps> You're right. <laughs> I don't see a seatbelt. And the, is it just before he hit the car? Because the driver looks like he's screaming. Yeah, I think... Uh, Maybe he's going, oh, there's a cameraman in the way. Ah. If that's on the road, there's no mm. excuse for the vehicle being right there like that. I'm going to hope that picture is before they pull away. Yeah, yes. Because it almost looks like he's getting in the car. Yeah, he he could be leaning in the car, pulling the door behind him, couldn't he? You'd like to think so anyway. I hope but... so. I, I would be surprised if they could take that picture... On the road, because think about that—that that means someone. What, what were they chasing on motorcycles? Yeah, you have a pillion passenger, wouldn't you? You can see the flash in the driver's eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tell a thousand words, don't they? Yeah. So that was one picture that stands out. They also have a picture from it's number nine on the list. It's from John and Jackie. I think it's Nil K N I L L. Yeah. So when they had um, the tsunami in two thousand four. This couple was on the beach in Thailand, and weeks after the tsunami, someone found a camera, and the camera didn't work anymore, but he kept the memory card, and then a couple of weeks after that, he looks at the memory card, and he finds these pictures, and one of the pictures shows the wave coming, and it it's time-stamped to be, like, right before the wave hit the island. Wow. So, that's that's sad, too. Look at the height of them waves, though. Yeah. They're colossal. Is that a guy standing in the picture as well? I think so. It looks like boats <clears throat> off to the right there. Yeah, I'll see them now. Wow. There's another picture like that too, um, relating to the World Trade Center collapse. Yep. A photojournalist was covering the events. He was killed when the second tower came down. Four days later, his body was found, including the camera bag. And someone went through the cameras and salvaged the film. And again, with the time stamp, time stamp on the pictures, you can tell it's less than a minute or two before yeah. the tower actually comes down. And it's, I don't know, it's, like you said, it, the pictures just tell stories. It's eerie, isn't it? Yeah, there's some really neat things there. And then once you're on that site, 
there's a bunch of other cool links. You can go to the archives or the homepage. And I'll tell you what one the one picture did catch my eye on this list. It's number three. It's the Adolf Hitler picture, mm-hmm. and it's just freaky. It's you know dead man walking, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh, and I think they used that picture for the cover of Downfall, the movie Downfall. Mm. Have you ever seen that film? No. You've got to see that film. It's so, so good, but tragic as well. Yeah, I'll look for it. In case you don't go right to the site, the pictures are related to Abraham Lincoln, Adolf Hitler, Anne Frank, Elvis, Princess Di, um, the World Trade Center, Marilyn Monroe, the Tsunami, Albert Einstein, and Will Rogers. It's pretty cool, and it's definitely worth checking. And like I said, the the main site itself has a bunch of, of cool things. Ten best uses of classical music in cartoons. Mm-hmm. Ten famous lobotomies. Ten illnesses and their effects on history. Top ten grunge bands. Oh, I'm going to have to do a couple of these later on then, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. No, I'll definitely go through a couple of them lists. I'm quite yeah. interested in a couple of them. Yeah. So this is a pretty good spot to end this episode of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. And, of course, we'll be back again in a week with more stuff for you. As we approach that half-birthday, send us some ideas. But we'll end today's show with a moral, just as we always do. So what do you think, Elton? What's What did we learn today? Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to come off these pictures here. How about make your last picture a good one? I think that stands firm. I think so, too. I think it's a very good one. Be rubbish if you ended up with a chicken on your willy. <laughs> as your last picture. <laughs> you're, you're just and I'm sure there's lots of people who do. <laughs> just, well, maybe not that particular set of circumstances, but that they have regrettable <laughs> last pictures. Actually, I think there is a picture. Uh, I'll, I'll have to search out now. There's a picture of a man who got caught in a rock fall, and <laughs> on his willy was a chicken. <laughs> ah. All right, well, thank you again for listening. Check back in a week. Check out the new Rethinking Lost podcast if you're any kind of fan of the show Lost. And thanks for the continued support. Yes, download it 100 times so we feel good as well. That'd be grand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Right, bye. Bye.